We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice. Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us. Fuel your passion for pharmacy. One conversation at a time. Four. Three. Two. One. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Key, president of Pioneer X, and today I'm here with Marsha. Hi, I'm Marsha Bivens. I'm the director of marketing for Pioneer X. Today, we're here with Hannah Mitchell. She is the pharmacist at Banner Drug in Statesville, North Carolina. Hannah, welcome. So we've never met. Were you at NCPA in October? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know that we were talking about getting some of the the interns from the program on the podcast. And so I was hoping to try to meet some of you before, like at NCPA, but NCPA was just such a fast whirlwind. It always is. Um, that at the end of it, we're just like, wow, that was so fun. I talked to, who did you talk to? I talked to this person. I talked to this person and it's just, it's always just so rapid. I'm never that hyper. Yeah. Yeah, you are. (laughs) People ask me how much coffee you drink and I'm like, he doesn't. Nope. He doesn't. Doesn't drink coffee. It's it's well, diet Coke and and it's just, I don't know. Tell us about, just kind of tell us about you. What made you go to pharmacy school? Um, Small town, North Carolina, Bowie's Creek. Started there, did my undergrad for two years, and went on to pharmacy school for four years. Um, I was only 17 when I started college, so I knew that I wanted to be a pharmacist. Wow. And I had no pharmacy experience, and nobody around here would give me pharmacy experience. So when I went to school, um, I went to the dean of admissions of the pharmacy school at Campbell University, and I said, hey, I'm going to do this, but... I want to be able to prove that, and when I have my pharmacy school interview, I want to be able to, so you can see that I've spent time in the pharmacy because I know that's important in acceptance in the pharmacy school. So he said, you know what? I know just the guy. He just purchased an independent pharmacy right down the road. Here's his name. Here's his number. Call him. Now, he's not going to have money to pay you, and I was like, that's fine. I will volunteer. I just know that I want the pharmacy experience. And so I went, I met him, I worked there every Tuesday and Thursday um, in the afternoons for, it was like an old school soda shop. So they did fresh squeeze, lemonade, orange egg, grape aids. So he was like, you could have lemonade and ice cream. He paid you for unlimited sugar. sugar. That's like the ultimate job in in high school and college. (laughs) Pay me in sugar. Yes, it was, it was fantastic. And Um, that's where I got my love for independent pharmacy. Um, I loved how he loved his patients and cared for them. The relationships I saw him have exactly, um, where I wanted to be. So I had already secured a job, um, in my hometown in an independent pharmacy and I've been there ever since and may will be 15 years. And what's the, in what's the name of the pharmacy? So Banner Drug now, um, I worked originally for First Rx, and Banner Drug bought us in November of 2019. Okay. Um, and so that's when um, when she, uh, Melinda, bought um, four stores, um, and that is when I was introduced to Pioneer. Nice. What was the what was the the pharmacy that you interned at? That like the guy who had the soda shop. Yeah. 
Oh, Benson Drug in um, Benson, North Carolina. Benson Drug in Benson, North Carolina. Now, where is where is Benson in the in the whole map of things? So, if you think about Raleigh, just okay. go like an hour south. Hour south, so kind of middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toward the coast, but yeah, just kind of eastern. Um, it was just maybe like fifteen minutes from Campbell, and so. Um, it's a cute little bitty town. It was home of Mule Days, which is a big thing there. The Mule Days. What, what, is, what happens what on is Mule Days? Days? The streets are shut down to horses and mules. Oh, how fun! <laughs> Rodeoing and all the things. On Mule Day. Mule. No Mule Day. Mule. 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 Not mule. 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 Okay. M U L E. Yes. So no cars, just nope. mules and horses on the yeah. street. Yeah, it's kind of like a fair. You've got all your fair food, all your vendors, and it's just, I don't know, free for all of Have you ever ridden? Do things. you ride mules? <laughs> do, you, do you ride a mule? No. I, no. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would not. I my, would not uh, either. My wife's dad's a farmer. He had donkeys, but no yes, mules. Because the donkeys keep the coyotes away. Yeah, he said the donkeys ate the thistles. I don't, don't believe that either, but maybe they keep the coyotes away. Huh. They they do. A donkey will kill a coyote. Really? So do you, yes. where do you, where do you get this expertise? That, that makes sense actually. I, I, I've always lived in the country, so I grew up on a farm okay. and, um, yeah, so, and I still live on a pretty good, um, I, you know, we have like 15 acres and so still live in the country. Yeah. yeah. The, the donkey makes sense because my, um, my uncle lived on, um, the family ranch that he grew up on that my grandmother grew up on and they always had one donkey, at least one donkey around. Yep. Um, they're cute. They have big long ears. Yeah. He was cute. Um, but he also had goats and there was one that was just meaner than heck. Goats are mean. Well, no, this one was mean. Huh. The rest of them were nice. So what did y'all farm growing up? Um, my parents had chicken houses, so we had um, the pullets, so little bitty chicks. And then my grandparents had, um, we had a dairy farm at one point, and then tobacco, you know. Okay. Very North Carolina. Very, mm-hmm. very North Carolina. Yeah. And I, I say that I grew up on a farm, and that's why I went to pharmacy school, because I knew I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you added more to that. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah. All right. So pharmacy school and then you went out and did this, the pharmacy you work at, is that home? Is that where you're from and everything? So that worked out really well. Now you have some acres. Do you have any animals? Any chicken, chicken house or no, no dogs, no cats. Oh, I have one dog. Yes. Little Maisie. She's in the house though. No no outside animals. (laughs) So we've transitioned from the country to the city now. Well, she has acres. She's in the country. Yeah, I'm okay. still in the country. Oh, you're I still just in the country. don't have all the animals to take care of. She's in the country because somebody likes the bush hog, I guess. Yes. Well, my husband races dirt bikes, so okay. we have dirt bike tracks. Yes. Okay. Wow. Which means lots of dust, right? It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. It does. I'm sure he cleans all that up, right? He does. He does. Yes. No, usually <laughs> he there's does. a washer and dryer in the garage, so it's like, do not come in the house with that. Do yeah, not with dirt bikes, though, you get all mind. that dirt in the air, and it covers yeah. the house and slips yeah. inside mm-hmm. everything. You get dust everywhere. Everywhere's kind of yep. gritty. 
Yes, I'm, I grew up in West Texas. I'm a well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Dirt is everywhere. Yeah, if you're on a dirt bike in West Texas, you're going to cover true. everything around. <laughs> I can't imagine. So you went to school, you're doing this. How did you get involved in this? Was a residency that you did? Is that what are they? Fellowship? A fellowship. Yeah, it's the CPSN fellowship. So Melinda is very, um, my owner, cutting edge. She wants to be forward on top of things. Um, she's always looking for the next thing, you know, like so that we can grow and, you know, find our own niche in our community um, here and do more and do more. So she approached me and said, hey, well, she was an intern with Joe Moose. Okay. So she was a, um, when she graduated pharmacy school, she did a year with Joe at Moose Pharmacy as a resident. And so Joe had hit her up, I think, and said, hey, CPSN's doing this awesome fellowship. Um, I think you should do it. And she said, oh, I just bought pharmacies and then COVID hit. Right. <laughs> so I don't have time. Um, so she approached me and said, hey, read about this. Um, here's Carly's number. Call and ask her some questions and um, see if you'd be interested because I'm interested in you doing it. So I did. And I love to learn. Honestly, that's probably one of the reasons I went to pharmacy school. I just love to learn. I love the lifelong learning, everything changing. Um Love that. So I said, I'm totally game for learning new things, trying new things. Um, I love leadership. So that was right up my alley. And so we started that in August of 20, I guess. And then it finished up August of 21. And um, it was amazing. I didn't think that many years into my career that I would have an opportunity to kind of step back from the bench a little bit and go back and learn. And it was really exciting um, to, to be back in that space where you can grow, you know, as a pharmacist and as a person and as a leader. Mm. Um, it was just the most amazing experience. I would suggest anybody do that. Owner, not owner, you know, it, it was just an incredible experience all around. So what would you say was your uh, best takeaway from the experience? So everyone's required to do a capstone okay. and you can choose your own and they help you choose your capstone. So um, I was in between like, I don't know a lot about e-care plans. So mm -hmm. I was in between like, should we move in that direction? Cause pharmacy is definitely moving in that direction. But at that time, um, since she had just bought, we didn't previously do medication synchronization um, with our previous owner. And so it was something that was, I knew what it was, but it was new to us doing it. So when COVID hit, she said, hey, I think this is a good time to start learning those things because things, you know, really slowed down for a little while. Okay. And we were shut, you know, we were curbside only because we didn't have a I drive through at the time. And so she said, I think this is the time that we can start to implement those things. And so I started learning. I got on Pioneer University and I learned all the things. And I went back and took, you know, meticulous notes and we started implementing that. And then so the fellowship came along and it was like, I'd like to know more about MedSync, but e care plan. So Melinda and I both decided that MedSync was a better focus and we could learn about the e-care plans later, Okay, which she was completely correct in. And so, but you did the homework kind of like beforehand, it was pre-recorded. Okay. 
dads and for the session and then you would read or listen to all those read what you needed to then for the live session it was like a luminary who was teaching that and you could ask questions it was super interactive there was about 28 fellows so i learned a lot also each one of those sessions from the fellows and some of those learning about dir fees lowering that dr exposure some of it was on medsync there was all kinds of different things that we learned through the process but that helped you know, me focus on my capstone. So little bit by little bit, um, I created our protocols for it, policies, procedures, how everything should go. Um, I did recordings um, in a PowerPoint presentation wow. so that I could use it as a training tool for other staff members. Nice. Okay. Um, and so by the end, I had basically a manual created as my capstone, um, how to utilize Pioneer to do sync program, you know, and we, we tried a lot of things that didn't work, but we would just pivot and find new things. And of course my staff, like, you know, at times they're way smarter than me. Like they, they see it, they see the solutions. So we just need to use them. Like my cashiers were tending to bag things incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Like they were getting bagged in their number, you know? And so I was like, okay guys, what would make this easier? So we come up with a little card colored system that if there was a pink, hot pink card in in the Mm -hmm. basket, we had the MedSync day. And then I would set those checked baskets in a different area than the regulars. And so it would just these things that would help them bag them correctly. So when they go to find it and it says MedSync Tuesday, it was truly hanging in Tuesday. But we did, you know, there was a lot of things like that. And we would just put our heads together and say, let's try this. And if that doesn't work, we'll try something else. So a little Mm -hmm. bit about just, um, making those little changes all along the way and continue to grow and make that process smoother for everybody. And I really feel like my, you know, my technicians, my cashiers, our whole staff by the end and now are so much happier because we're so proactive or not reactive. So we went from feeling no medicine to 50 to 60% of all of our, our scripts every week are med sync. So my inventory is low. I have high turnover rate there because I'm just ordering it or, you know, filling it, ordering, ordering just it in time. and then it goes out the door. Mm-hmm. And just that turnover is super quick. It's also capturing all those star rating meds. So that was another part that I really focused on was like focusing on the right to put on med sync. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's capture those. Now, if you have those people who, you know, didn't want to be on it, for whatever reason, then we utilize the autofill function, not as an automatic fill, but as a reminder for us to call those star rating med people. So we would autofill anybody who's not on MedSync, um, any star rating meds. So it gives us that heads up and I changed it to five days so that it'll give us five days to talk to them about getting their star rating meds. So those people don't fall through the cracks if they're not on MedSync. But okay. they're still a med deep person taking star rating med. Yeah. Now I'm like really curious. I think we probably need to make a trip because I want to see this manual that you that you yeah, built too. and see how it differs from our education that we provide on MedSync. I can email it to you. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yes, please. So have you looked at the new uh, MedSync prep message? I did. I did. Um, I am not certain. You'd really have to... I think it only sends the ones that are cycled for yes, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's so, a there's a process there. You you open it up, 
you um, you check your yeses, you uncheck yes on PRNs that they got last month, um, and then it sends the prep message. And it basically yeah. walks them through and says, hey, we're prepping your meds. Here's the ones you get every month. There's your pre-checked off. Uncheck any ones you don't. They click next. Yeah. It says, here's ones you get sometimes. Check off any ones you want. Clicks next. Um, if there's any OTCs recommended by the pharmacist, so you can go in their other meds and you can put OTCs that you recommend they have and you can write a message. It'll show there. Or and vitamin it, supplements. And then it asks mm -hmm. them, um, they're going to go to the doctor between now and X date, which X dates are sync date. So it says, hey, are you going to go to, you, you have a doctor's appointment between now and Friday or Monday. Right. Um, and then it sends that information back into the pharmacy. It's not for every one of your patients, but it's designed for that patient who really doesn't want you to call them that they really want to deal more asynchronously with people like me. I don't, you know, my dentist, don't call me and tell me to call you back and confirm my appointment, right? Text to me and say, Hey, reminding you about your appointment Friday, one, two, <laughs> confirm, two, to cancel. You know, that's, yeah. that's what I'm yes, looking for agreed. personally. Me too. Me too. Um, and so there's a growing, that's, that's not your older demographic. There's, that's a growing piece of the business that you can flag and, and handle that way um, percentage. So do they have to have RX local to do that? Mm -mm. No, no, it'll send an SMS. Yeah. It, uh, and that's one of the, been the, okay. one of the big, uh, that people didn't understand that, that it'll do it. It'll, if, it'll, if they have RX local and their notifications are turned on, it'll send it that way. But even if they have RX local and their notifications are off, it'll still send it as a text message. So we actually detect okay, cool. whether or not they have notifications on, on their phone. And so if they don't have RX local, it sends it a text message. If they do have RX local and notifications off, it sends a text message. And if notifications are on, it sends RX local. That's all. That's awesome. And like in the, so she has, um, three stores now we're, we're down to three. Um, the downtown location is where I implemented all of this and they have a really older demographic. So for for them, it's, um, it'll be kind of rarely used. Um, but I just moved to Melinda's, um, main location, um, to kind of clean up that MedSync program. Um, and so, here, I just talked to my lead tech on that yesterday about let's like pick somebody we know and let's try it and right. see what it, you know, see how that goes and see if they get their feedback. Did you think that was helpful or not? Or right. that sort of thing before we just start doing it. Yeah. I think it'd be a thing you pull out of your tool back. There's some people, you know, Bob yeah. Lomanek, he's just doing it. Everybody, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's the way and we're going to, that's the way we're going to do it. Oh, yeah. Amina too. She goes, well, you asked her. Well, I'm talking about doing the med prep message. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if Amina's using if the Amina's med, using it yet. med oh, prep message. So Amina uh, um, gave me my name for medicine. You, you call it what now? Fast pass. I have heard her say that. Okay. Yeah. I have heard her say that before. So, it's I totally pass. stole that from Amina. I told her I was stealing it, so she knows. But she says fine. Um, she's all about giving back, so I'm, I'm sure she's she okay she's, with that. She's fine with it. But it's easier lingo for our patients. That, so that was right. my we biggest thing. Is we say MedSync. We talk about we have our terminology, but they don't know. Patients yeah, don't know. Like like our jargon is that what's the difference between independent and community pharmacy? And again, that's our our definition and how in the community in pharmacy industry we've defined it. But the patients don't know the difference between community and independent pharmacy. So we we travel yeah. and we um 
we visit pharmacies and it's part of the way we learn how to make things better. And, and you, as you look at those, you see different ways people are doing MedSync. Okay. So, so there's some that MedSync is purely about efficiency. It's purely about what you talked about, my turnovers and inventory, my, it's, it's totally about that. There are then those pharmacies who've taken it the next level and it's moved from an addition to efficiency. And it kind of like, I, I call the efficiency piece of it, the wise men built this house on the rock, right? The next step though is where I build my house and that house is where I start talking clinical. Nice little segue. Um, so have you started implementing any clinicals in your pharmacy? I mean, obviously we do, you know, your immunizations and that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. we are, that is exactly where we're headed. Melinda and I are talking about doing Amina's class to do um, annual wellness visits. This location here, the original, is actually a big building. We are part of it. A nurse practitioner's office, like a primary care office, and a grill that serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So um, we have all three of those things, but we want to utilize practitioner and start working on those annual wellness, chronic care management, those things. We're looking to do Amina's classes to mm-hmm. learn more, but I think Melinda really wants everybody to be on the same page for MedSync before we implement some of those clinical things. Right. Um, because like my, my old store at downtown where I managed, um, you know, they're doing 50 to 60%, but this is the largest location and right. we do the most prescriptions here. Yeah. 15 to 20% is kind of that changing point where right. things start to, to, to click not being the way, but th- that depends on how many patients you have. Um, you know, we went to a pharmacy that has 1400 patients on MedSync, but it was only about 25% of their patients, but it was enough that that's still efficient. Um, so yeah, I, I guess there's a, you know, there is that step where you're working with a doctor and you, you know, agree somehow you're doing your annual wellness visit, but there's also a, a first step of asking what OTCs are you on? Are you taking so that you put those in the other meds? Hey, would you like to get that OTC from us? We have a good high quality one. Um, you know, people on an opioid, you know, do you have a laxative, you know, these kind of clinical stuff, um, you know, rechecking allergies and, and then even, you know, whether that's programs on diabetes or stuff like that, you know, kind of what's the, you know, once you go for a while with somebody whose medication's not changing very much, wonder why do you call me you know kind of having a, what's our concept of the month well hey this month we're focused on you know uh, diet or this month we're focused on probiotics right do you take a probiotic yeah. regularly you know hey have you seen the science on probiotic you know we can put a probiotic in with your monthly stuff that's the the right number to take one a day um are y'all using the 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 new probiotic recommendation at the point of sale for people who get antibiotic yes How- there we are how is that going? I think it goes well. I mean, I think we probably know our patients well enough to know which ones are going to say yes and then the same ones that we are going to say no. But yes, I think it's done well. And I think sometimes maybe they haven't even thought of that. So that's a good point. One that, you know, we have the printout that we put in the basket, but that it also stops the cashier at the point of sale. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think that's been huge because we always try to do that. But sometimes, you, don't think about you know, it. it gets lost. Right. Yeah, yeah, I guess lost in tra- translation, but we do do that. So we have those OTC items that a patient would want. We highlight their, like we use ABC. So we'll put the item number in there real big. They, they like this Ricola. Yeah. They always want this magnesium or, or whatever. So we do do those. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I just talked about was doing, integrating that into the MedSync 
conversations. Right. Because that's where it moves to feel more clinical. You know, hey, Ms. Jones, you know, yeah. the, the thing that, what cool thing I, I read about yesterday, right? Hey, I was reading an article yesterday on probiotics and people over 65 and I thought about you, right? Well, you can repeat that 40 times to 40 different people, but it still sounds good when you talk about, hey, Ms. Jones, yeah. I thought about you and, and you know, some, and there's just so much stuff about probiotics that, that's good and they're not super expensive. You know, you can carry, right. I don't know which one that you carry, um, but I mean, the floor stores probably, you probably should have a, here's your high end customer version. And I do. Here's your, you know, you get the for floor the store prefer, for the, you who want the, brand. this is the one that's designed for antibiotics. Yes. And then this is the one that's designed for, you have a little uh, yes. more of a, this is the budget version. Yes. Yes. We do have that. Cause even though we have three stores, they service three very different populations. So the, the Harmony location is actually where I grew up. So it's more of your farmers. Okay. You know, um, a lot, a lot of farmers out there. And then our downtown location is more Medicare um, out, and elderly, more population. And then this store is more like it's more of a younger population. So I find that this store, they're more likely to get that probiotic than my than the downtown location. Yeah, it's super interesting. And that that's the that's the power of of independent community pharmacy is adjusting those. You know, if you're a, a big box, you know, here's my manual. This is what I do in this store, this store. Uh, you know, in, in Texas we love H E B. And I was on a, a call with H E B talking about their grocery stores and, and one of their sayings is if you've been in H E B, one H E B, you've been in one H E B. They take all their grocery stores and they pattern them for the community that they're in. They don't yeah, just have, different. they don't have, this is my planogram for wherever I go in. Everything is different. And one of the reasons they've been successful and probably one of the reasons they grow really, really slow. I think they just opened another one in Dallas, but they're not, they're not fast growing because they're going to have that focus on the, and, and that's what um, community pharmacy does, right? Is really when it's working right is really focus on, what what does my population need? That boutique, that that boutique effect is is what's gonna um, keep us doing what we're doing. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm I'm rewinding back to the personal stuff. So where is your favorite place to travel? Mountains, like anywhere mountains. So anywhere mountains. And I'm yeah. Like, I don't like mountains or mountains because like I don't get any hate mail here, but you know they. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Like Blue Ridge, that's kind of hills. It's not really. It is hills. It's, that's, that's, I'm, in, I'm into the Rockies. Your hills. Okay. Okay. So we're talking, when you say mountains, you mean mountains, right? I mean, Switzerland. I mean, oh, wow. the Rockies. I mean, Banff, Canada, like mountains. Is that hiking? Yeah, is I'll, that skiing? What are you, what are we doing in the mountains? I, I love snowboarding. Um, okay. And definitely hiking. So I'm a long distance runner. Okay. Um, nice. and so I love being out for a long, long time. So hiking a long ways or running a long ways or, um, yeah, just depends on the day, but all day, all night, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I just like to be out huh. outside. So you mentioned Switzerland. Have you been to Switzerland? Yeah. Oh, tell me more. Yeah. Tell us about oh, Switzerland. <laughs> Zurich. Um, um, I've been to Lake Lucerne. Um, that area is just, I mean, it's just spectacular. The glaciers, the Swiss Alps are unparalleled to anything. It's just breathtaking. It's it's unbelievable. The water there is so, so clean. Um, Everything in Switzerland is clean. Like their food is clean. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like laden with stuff. 
Um, and I went to Germany and Switzerland at the same time. And of course, like I felt very, I fish out of water in Germany, but Switzerland, uh, they have five main languages and English is one of them. So I could definitely like at least order what I know. I knew I was getting when I ordered it. So you didn't find a lot of English speakers in Germany? No. Um, so it depends on where you're at. Um, I feel like there were times where people probably knew it, but didn't want to help you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and then you had some that were really, really nice. Huh? Yeah, I think I read yeah. like 50% of Germans speak English. Yeah, it just depends on if they want to. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't want to try. Or maybe they yeah. haven't, they spoke it in school or something like that. Yeah. 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 That's I'll have to ask. So does your husband have this joy of traveling too or? No. No. I go on all girl trips. Oh, nice. These girls it's from so school or girls from college or? All of the above, yeah. Summer's from school, summer not. Um yeah, it's just I have a, a large array of friends, and we all just like pick up and go. So, well, that sounds I love fun. It. What was that? The yeah. last place you went to was Switzerland. What was the last? No, that was a couple of years ago. Um, I love Colorado, so I go there a lot. I love Wyoming, Montana, and hopefully this year back to Banff. Um, of course, COVID has you know messed that up. But yep. I got into a a race in British Columbia in Whistler. Um, oh wow. And it's in September and you pick your distance and I'm unsure on my distance yet. But so I'm hoping to kind of combine that with a, a trip back to Banff. So go to Whistler and do that little race and then go over and hike around Lake Moraine and, you know, yeah. see oh, all that's this incredible. glacier blue water. Where in Wyoming? Prefer the Tetons, like that area. Okay. That yeah. is up by Jack. Whitefish. Jackson. Oh, what? Um, Whitefish, that's Montana. Jackson Hall. Yeah. That's up in that kind yeah. of corner. Cheyenne, yeah, in, the Tetons. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. Whitefish is in the other corner yeah, of Montana. Yeah, yeah Whitefish is on, is on, on up. I went there corner. in um, September. We went to Whitefish and hiked in Glacier. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I did uh, that once. I've heard beautiful things about Glacier. Oh, yeah. It's, it it's on my probably bucket list. is uh, the prettiest. Now. Um, National Park in America. I would yeah, say. that's what my wife's uh, sister said. That's the prettiest place she's ever been to. Yeah, Glacier National Agreed. Park. Well, it's on my bucket list along with Zurich now. Yes. Well, Zurich. you should go there. And, well, and the glacier is very small, so I love that about it. Like you can fly right in near Whitefish um, mm-hmm. yep. and Kalispell, and then you're just 20 minutes. Because a lot of the places you go, you have to fly and drive a couple hours to get to where you're going. So that one's beautiful because you can be there in 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, I think minutes, uh, Mount, Montana Family Pharmacy is having their deal next year in Whitefish. or Not mm-hmm. this year, but next year, they said. Yeah, this year it's in Coeur d'Alene. Next year it's Whitefish. Whitefish, yep. And that's where uh, George Lassaby has a house. Yeah. Who was on our podcast. Mm -hmm. You ever skied Big Sky, Montana? No. No, I haven't. It's it's horrible. Don't ever go. (laughs) I'm going to get there. (laughs) It's, uh, it was, uh, I've been going there for like 15 years and uh, used to not be very crowded and a lot Mm. more simpler. And, uh, you know, even back then you, you'd ride the lift and people would be like, big sky sucks. Tell all your friends, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> cause they didn't, they were trying to keep it small and they yeah. failed. And so, uh, you know, now, all out. now you got the, you know, the yeah. biggest, fastest lifts in the country and you got these bubble heated lifts and still a nice mountain. And, it, and it's nice to the, the cowboy kind of culture. Um, I think they're all like that though. Like we went to Vail in December. Well, okay. Like, so I've been to Vail. And 
And Big Sky is it's it's less commercial. Yes. It's it's more like Vail, I found it to be way too busy and way too commercial and crowded. And Big Sky was just, its it was a nice place to take my kids for them to learn how to ski the first time. And they love it. And it's its much easier for them to navigate. And I'm like, yeah, you want to go down that run by yourself? You're, that, you're good. But t- keep in mind, I have teenagers. So. Yeah. Um, well, and you, and she went to Vail earlier. You know, Big Sky's like, you go on a really long lift and you get on a blue and you stay on a blue or you get on a green, you stay on a green. Yeah. At Vail, you're like going down a blue and all of a sudden it splits into two blacks and a green, you know, and it's you know, like, it, just, do it just does a lot of yeah. going and then changing. And it, then it was changing very and easy changing. to end up on a, on a trail that you're not prepared for. Yeah. Super See, she's easy. snowboarder though. She's just prepared for everything. So it doesn't yeah. matter. It's like. It's like my wife and my daughter are just like, okay, that whatever. That was stressful because of that. Yeah. You know, not so you know. You know, having to pay attention so closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just didn't just get up and just kind of go. You had to think about, okay, I have choices oh, yeah. here. What oh, is, yeah. Where's the map? I mean, mm-hmm. here my gloves out, you know, kind of stuff. Not well, yeah. not well labeled. Yeah. And the bell is so big. Yeah. You're like. You're over here and you're like, it's an hour and a half back. It's not like I'm going to ski down yeah. and get a hot chocolate. You know, it's, it's, uh, yes. it's just one really, run, then a hot chocolate. <laughs> really far away. Thanks, guy. You can get like three really or four is. runs in before you stop and have a hot yeah. chocolate or a hot toddy. It's crazy. I'm headed to Steamboat in a few weeks. So. Steamboat. Never know anything okay. about Steamboat. We've, we've talked steamboat. about going to Steamboat. Where is it? It's Colorado, but we're yeah. in Colorado. Yep. Like North west northwest it's probably like five hours from denver it's a long ways right which is good which keeps which keeps down yeah. on your just weekend yeah travelers have yeah. you been to steamboat before yes and you like it and i love it huh yes there's a cute little pharmacy there i went in last time like y'all need any help <laughs> <My husband laughs> yeah. it, but. you need to go somewhere in the summer where they do downhill biking Oh, yeah. You need to take a picture of them and all their armor that they do and all that kind of stuff and bring them back to your husband and say, look how bad this is. I know. Yeah. Look at all the armor. They just take that bike and they just barrel down. Now I'm not talking what we did downhill biking. I'm talking the guys who barrel it um, down there. I just got told we got Uh, our first bleep. Yeah, we he dragged me down Denver. There was outside of Denver once. Um and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. It was a technical class learning how to go down a mountain in a bike. You know, you you're you're downhill biking. There where is that? That's outside right outside of Denver. Whatever the park right outside of Denver. I'd have to ask Mark because he sent us to that park. Because that's where they have they have a really big, like, really long slide. So you ride the lift up, and then you take this slide down. And I was like, cool. Mark said this place is awesome. Let's go check it out. And I send it to Jeff, and he's like, downhill mountain biking. I'm like, no, slide. slide but they, the they take your bike, and they hook it on the lift, and they bring your bike up to the top. Yeah. Um, and then there's actually... So we didn't do the the extreme, which is more direct down. You know, we did the more where you're cutting know, down that and stuff. Felt but pretty extreme to me. But what's super interesting about uh, downhill biking is you really don't turn the handle to steer. 
you're going down. You have to lean in and lean. If you if you if you turn to steer, you're just going to stop the bike and flip over the front, right? So it's very similar to cutting like skiing or, or uh, going in snow in a snowmobile. So uh, we're working on the pharmacies with MedSync. What what mm-hmm. else is kind of your next year look like? It's really getting this store in order. That's my focus forward is really cleaning up um, this med sink. Um, they've done it on and off for years. It's just never been maybe like one person's job necessarily. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of discombobulated. The dates are all off. Um, it's not been done consistently. So the patients don't necessarily understand fully what our goal is. So it's re-educating patients. So we've got a we've got a long ways to go here to get the med sink to where it is at my other location. Right. So I really want to get that nailed down and us to be more proactive than reactive because it's very reactive here and mm-hmm. I'm used to my little proactive space. So I'm I'm really working hard to get um, to that. So my whole focus this year will be on getting that nailed down. Okay, so um, you get MedSync completely cleaned up and down, and we help you with that and figure out, you know, what piece are you missing? What piece did we miss? Um, so what was the next goal for you? And what's the next goal for the pharmacy? Incorporating um, other services that we do, um, like the immunizations, into that. We haven't done as much of that. Those companion sales um, working with more with the doctors. Um, I mean, I would love to get it where the doctors send us some labs where I can actually discuss that with the patients because yep. we are yeah. clinically trained, but we don't get to use that. So, so moving um, into clinical, what about, um, so somebody who is interested in the fellowship, what would you say to them? Somebody who thought the fellowship might be something they want to do. Do it, do it, do it. You have, I mean, it was, um, I grew so much as a pharmacist, and I feel like all of the little things that I've been able to implement were learned from there. Everybody is so giving and so sharing. So, like, if somebody on there said, I don't know, they used this sheet and it really helped them do whatever, everybody was so giving. Like, oh, I'll just upload it. Everybody can have it. It's just like you didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Everybody was so willing just to share theirs. And the beauty of the fellowship, too, is so you also they put us in group. We had group sessions, live group sessions. Mm-hmm. I was only with pioneer people, so we spoke the same language. So if somebody's like, oh, I figured out how to do this, I understood, like, exactly. Right. Okay. Was there it. anybody in the um, fellowship on a different system? Oh, I know, right? Yeah. There were, sadly. <laughs> Just all of the resources, um, something that really helped our stores, um, the overspending. Somebody had shared something and I just kind of vamped it for us. But like, say your total daily sales and our total summary report, we look at your RX total, our you know acquisition cost for the day, and then our how much I ordered from ABC. And I put that in the, just write it on a sheet every day. It's a weekly thing. You know, what's the difference? Were you over or under? And if you were, if you bought more than you sold, mm. there's a little part for why. Like maybe that's a future fill right. of something expensive or whatever. And it really helped us huh. hold our feet to the fire, so to speak, to like make sure we're not overspending. So last year alone, just in that, looking at that, my store was to the good $150,000. Wow. All right. So we're almost at time, but I'm going to ask a big closing question here. So, um, I mean, you grew up farmer's daughter 
and inspirational story of how you went, I'm not going to be a farmer, but I'm going to be a pharmacist. So who... You realize that's going to stick, right? It's going to be, your podcast is going to be like pharmacist with an F. Yeah, (laughs) it is. That's okay. Sorry. I'm proud of you. We're going to make it here. Okay. We're going to make it. It's going to be I married one, so I'm good too. Um, And I I married a a farmer. That's true. Yeah, I married a pig farmer. (laughs) So um, who... Who would you say inspired you to get into pharmacy and and to just grow it to and drive you to where you are today? Who ins- who would you say inspired you the most? I would have to say um, my mom probably. Um, I was also the first person in my family to go to college. Wow. Um, my mom didn't have that opportunity, and my dad didn't either. Um, I grew up. And she always pushed me to be my very best, to do um, my very best. I am very driven just as who I am. But my mom always encouraged me just to chase your dreams, follow your dreams. Um, she would always say, like, you're going to you're going to go to college. You're going to be successful. And I think it was just that, you know, that constant, like, not mean, you know, like you're going to do, you know, it was always like, you, I'm going to make sure you have the opportunity mm. that, that I didn't have. Yep. And, um, my dad passed away when I was 15 and, um, she continued with, you're going to do this. And my dad actually knew I was going to be a pharmacist. I actually knew when I was 15, that that's what I wanted, what I wanted to do. So he didn't know that about me. And for me, it was her pushing me, her encouraging me, but also Mm -hmm. doing what I wanted to do, but doing what he knew I was going to do. And so, um, I'm here today because I had great parents yep. and they both really inspired me. They both worked really hard. Um, and I was thankful for the opportunity to get to go to college, something that they had never had the opportunity to nice. do. Well, think about how many lives they've touched through that, mm-hmm. right? Through oh, absolutely. what you've done in community pharmacy and, mm-hmm. you know, how many people that's, that's one thing that, uh, you know, my daughter programs on the MedSync area, you know, I tell her, you know, that, you know, proper application of that you're saving people's lives, you know, potentially from taking their meds well and, and not going without them and stuff like that. So super cool. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. This it was nice fun. meeting you like uh, virtually. I look forward to maybe meeting you one day. Um, we get out the pharmacies every once in a while. Maybe we'll have to come see the product of your success there. So it was a pleasure having you on the podcast today yeah, and getting to know so you and, um, learning more about the CPSN um, grant. So thank you for that and joining us today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Hannah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.